Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones, Give broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, December 12, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Kathy Lee Guilford, Simone Biles, Reba McIntyre, John Legend, Hugh Jackman, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, and happy holidays, everybody. This is Faith Hill for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Please remember, during this holiday season, when you celebrate, designate. Always choose a designated driver. Your friends and family will thank you for it. Have a safe and happy holiday, and remember, friends, don't let friends drive drunk. Public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. Public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. There is no place like home. Getting home safely is just a click away. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat for more information. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 41 degrees. Uh, before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, on your computers. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And um, also, if you want to know more about the... Uh, what we do here on BTR, register as a listener. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we've been here almost nine years now. So if you want to know more about BTR, just register as a listener. You get to not only listen to my show here on the network, but other genres on the uh, network as well. 
Wow. Well, you know what? We got 13 more days before the holiday season starts. Christmas is upon us. I don't know how many of you guys have finished your shopping. Uh, last week we celebrated uh, Hanukkah, so uh, happy Hanukkah to people who celebrate that. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Kathy Lee Guilford. She is finally saying goodbye to the Today Show after almost uh, 11 years. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, uh, Olympic, Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles is in the news. She's opening up for the first time to talk about how she's coping with having to relive the uh, sexual abuse that she encountered uh, under the hands of USA gymnast doctor Larry uh, Nazar. Uh, she went on Good Morning America this week to talk about how she's coping and how we didn't know it was uh, she was one of the victims as well. So we're going to talk about that. Country icon Reba McIntyre is determined to come up with something uh, a new hit TV series after she uh, pitched a pilot to the bosses at ABC Network uh, almost a year ago. They turned it down. So she's looking to. You know, instead of being sad, you know, of course she was feeling sad about the rejection, but she's determined to to come up with something, uh, a new hit. Also this week we're going to be talking with uh, talking about John Legend. He's giving us inspiring actresses the chance to start in a new movie musical that he's uh, developing for his production company. Tell you more about it. And Hugh Jackman. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, he's going on tour, he's doing uh, a stage show, and uh, he's it's called The Man, The Music, The Show, and he's, uh, he's going to be singing and dancing, and uh, he's going to be doing songs from his own film, as well as those from movie classics and Broadway shows, so I'll tell you more about that. And Ty Dolla Sign has been indicted on multiple drug charges, and... Uh, Without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. More technical difficulties. Anyway, let's get started. Uh, Kathy Lee Guilford, who, you know, has co-anchored to today's fourth hour with Holdy, Hoda Cap. Copty uh, for the past decade. She is retiring from the show. Uh, Kathy Lee, who's now 65, says she plans to stay through the program through her next anniversary, which is April 7, 2019. She credits her success on the show to the friendship she developed with her partner in crime, Hoda Copy. Uh, Kathy Lee compared her friendship with Hoda to one she developed with her other uh of longtime TV co-stars like Regis Philbin. Uh, after she left the program, they once hosted together in 2000 after a, uh, several years. Uh, the announcement had both women choking back tears. Uh, the duo celebrated their 10th anniversary earlier this year with tributes from friends and celebrities they had fun with over the years. NBC News Chief Noah Oppenheim sent an email announcing the news just minutes before Kathy Lee and Hoda went on the air. Uh, she mentioned that uh, she was supposed to leave this year uh, for for the 10-year anniversary, but uh, with the whole situation with Matt Lauer and his uh 
scandal, his sexual misconduct, she decided to uh, stay put. I'm pretty sure um, the people, the executives at NBC said, you know, uh, Kathy, don't go just yet. We need you. You know, because it was it was a lot of shakeup. You know, it really shook NBC when that whole thing with Matt Lauer went down. So uh, she decided she'll stay on for one more year. Um, we're really gonna miss her because you know whoever fills Kathy Lee's place got some really big shoes to fill because Kathy and Hoda would like they're like. When you watch them drinking and laughing and talking about their families and all the the happy events in their lives, it's like you know watching two. We could relate because they were like our our friends from television that you know we could sit and enjoy and laugh with and cry with. And for her to say, you know, I'm going to move on, you know, it, it, it is kind of a blow. And now. Uh, Hoda is going to stay on, but uh, there has been talks that uh, Jenna Bush Hager might be filling in. Um, no word yet. But uh, Kathy Lee Guilford has been in show business for a long time. She started out as a singer. Uh, she used to do commercials for, uh, she used to work for Carnival Cruise Line. She used to do commercials with them singing. Uh, there was a game show in the 70s called Name That Tune where they, uh, the whole concept of the game was, you know, the band would play a tune and you would have to name the tune in how many notes. Like if you could name that tune in ten, five, there were even contestants that were so good they could name a tune in one note. And the guy would play the the key on the piano, and the person could guess what the name that uh, the name of that song was. And Kathy Lee was uh, the singer on the show. And uh, I remember because that used to be my favorite game show. Not that you know, as you know, me mentioning that that's probably giving up my age, but it was a great show. So Kathy Lee has been doing this for a long time, and now she's moving on. She uh, said that she has some movie projects that she's working on, um, mostly faith-based because she's a very uh, strong Christian woman. Uh, she got projects that she's been wanting to work on and from the way she said that she had these projects she had one or two projects that she was doing on the side but uh, now more and more projects are coming in and at first she was bouncing doing her side job and hosting uh, the fourth hour on the Today Show but now more and more work is coming in and she can't do it all it's a little too much so She's uh, finally saying, you know what, I think I want to do my projects more full-time. We're really going to miss them, you know, them laughing, having their white wine or red wine in the morning. So, uh, yeah, whoever they're going to get to fill those shoes, uh, it's going to be a tough act to follow. Uh, Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles opened up for the first time publicly about how she was coping with having to relive the sexual abuse she suffered at the hand of former USA gymnast doctor Larry Nazar. Uh, Biles revealed that she goes to therapy pretty regularly and is on anxiety medicine to help treat the long-term emotional damage suffered at the hands of Nazar, who is currently rotting behind bars. Uh, she said, quote, it's not easy, but the people surround me, surrounding me are some of the best, so it makes it a little easier, unquote. 
in January, Nazar was sentenced up to 175 years in prison for sexually abusing over 150 gymnasts, including Biles. In January, she wrote about Nazar in a letter on Twitter. The four-time Olympic gold medalist made history recently when she became the first female gymnast to win four world championships. She also graces the cover of ESPN, the magazine blockbuster year-end issue. And country icon Reba McIntyre is determined to come up with a new hit TV series after feeling so sad at the rejection of her last screen project. The veteran singer teamed up with Desperate Housewives creator Mark Cherry in 2016 to pitch the series Red Blooded, in which Reba plays a small-town Kentucky sheriff who partners with a young FBI agent of Middle Eastern descent to solve a disturbing crime. A pilot was ordered by bosses at America's ABC Network in January of 2017, but the show ended up being dumped and Reba was disappointed at the news. However, Reba claims she hasn't given up hope of her TV acting return and has since started brainstorming for other potential series ideas. The star is no longer too, uh, no stranger to the screen. She previously featured in the comedy Malibu Country and enjoyed six years on her family sitcom, Reba, which wrapped up in 2007. She had even stepped into the shoes of KFC founder Colonel Sanders for a recent TV advert for the fast food chain. And John Legend is giving aspiring actresses the chance to star in a new movie musical by posting an open casting call online. The All of Me hitmaker is developing a project called Jingle Jangle through his production firm Get Lifted Film Company. And it seems officials are looking for a fresh face to take on the starring role, so John turned to social media to appeal for submissions. Hashtag Get Lifted Film Co. is looking for a young female lead to star in a musical feature film that they're producing. And if you know anyone or someone who would be perfect for the role, submit their application to jinglejanglecasting at gmail.com. I repeat, if you know anybody who might be perfect for the for the role, know somebody who had the unknown, they really prefer an unknown, just go to submit your application to jingle jangle casting at gmail dot com. That's J I N G L E J A N G L E casting at gmail dot com. The accompanying poster reveal applicant must be African American and age between nine and thirteen and must be able to dance and have exceptional singing ability. Jingle Jangle Pen and directed by almost Christmas screenwriter David E. Talbert will go into production in London next year in twenty nineteen ahead of his debut on streaming service Netflix. And uh, Hugh Jackman is hoping his 2019 one-man stage show is a lot less painful than his big Broadway break. The movie star is returning to his song and dance route to take the man, the music, the show around the world. On stage, the Les Mesereau star will uh, belt out songs from his own film as well as those from movie classics and Broadway shows. Calling the project a dream come true, Hugh only hopes he won't be plagued by injury like he was when he hit the stage for a Broadway show, The Boy from Oz, in 2003 and 2004. The actor will be hitting the road with a 26-piece orchestra and about 30 singers and dancers next year. He will also be inviting a number of special guests to join him on stage with his The Greatest Showman co-star, Keela Settle. 
confirmed for a handful of the dates. The 50-year-old who had last staged a one-man show on Broadway in 2011 is currently spending hours every day ensuring his vocals and fancy footwork are up to speed. Hughes' tour will officially launch in Hamburg, Germany in May of 2019 and run until July with stops at London O2 Arena, New York's Madison Square Garden, and Los Angeles' Hollywood Bowl. Right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And if you can't listen to the show in its entirety, which I understand because people got lives to lead, just listen to the archives. Sometimes um, you can always go back and listen to the show's archive. Uh, if you are, if you like us on Facebook, the show is posted on Facebook and also on our Twitter account. Ty Dolla Sign has been indicted on multiple drug charges, including felony possession of cocaine, felony possession of THC, and misdemeanor possession of less than one ounce of weed, according to court documents obtained by TMZ. The charges stem from being arrested in Fulte County, Georgia, for allegedly possessing cocaine and marijuana while heading to a concert in Atlanta. If convicted, Ty Dollar could get up to 15 years as Georgia law states that possession of any amount of cocaine can typically result in up to 15 years in prison for the first offense. And he's not the only one facing legal troubles. Young Thug uh, has landed himself in another uh, trouble just one month after he was released from prison. This time, the Atlanta rapper rubbed more than a few people wrong after making a rap joke, no, I'm sorry, a rape joke through Instagram stories on Tuesday, December 12th. The posts feature a picture of him enjoying a night out with fellow hip-hop stars NBA Youngboy and 21 Savage. While the picture seemed normal, it was the caption of the image that didn't sit well with many people. And this is what he wrote under the photo. He wrote, quote, if NBA Youngboy don't like you, I hate you. If 21 Savage say F you, we're going to rape you, unquote. It didn't take too long for the post to spread online and spark outrage among social media users with many dubbing Thug disgusting for making the joke. Some others, on the other hand, didn't think the joke was funny at all. Now, Thug has yet to respond to the backlash. This arrived after Thug was arrested for failing a drug test last month. He was released from jail a week after that, but it came with a few conditions. According to reports, he was required to stay sober, undergo substance abuse counseling, meet with his probation, and submit to random drug testing at least two times a week. Yeah, there's nothing funny about rape. There's something that's a topic that you don't joke about. It's off-limit. There's nothing funny about joking about rape. I agree with everybody on social media. Uh, after a month of production, the first official look at Charlie Angel reboot has been finally revealed online. Shared by the movie's director, Elizabeth Banks, the image was released on the day they wrapped the filming. The black-and-white photo posted on Banks' Instagram account on Tuesday, December 11, featured her and the three lead actresses, Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska, shared a group hug. 
The ladies were all smiles while Banks back faced the camera. Charlie Angel reboot centers on the next generation of angels working for the mysterious Charlie. The Townsend agency had grown considerably and gone global, providing security and intelligence services to a wide variety of private clients. The security and intelligence service has many teams, with each team led by a different Bosley. Banks, Patrick Stewart, and Jamon Husso uh, play uh, Bosley with To All the Boys I Love Before fame, Noah Centineo. He's being cast as another Bosley who developed romantic sparks with one of the three angels. Sam Claflin and Luis Gerardo Mendez also joined the cast. The movie was initially set to be released on September 27, 2019 in the United States, but had been pushed back to November 1, 2019 to fill the date vacant by Wonder Woman 1984. The Wonder Woman sequel itself has been rescheduled for a June 5, 2020 release. And as the Avengers movie series is nearing its endgame, Marvel is ready to move forward with another of its superhero movie franchises. The studio has begun developing a sequel to Doctor Strange. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Scott Derrickson, who directed and scripted the first movie, is finalizing his deal to helm the second installment. A search for a new writer will begin soon, with the studio eyeing a spring 2020 production date. Benedict Cumberbatch is expected to reprise his role as the Sorcerer Supreme, with Benedict Wong returning as a master of the mystic arts. Wong and Rachel McAdam return as Stephen Strange's love interest, Christine Palmer. While plot details are still not available with no writer attached to the new movie, the post-credits scene is the first movie teaser a possible villain for the sequel. Doctor Strange was last seen perishing into dust along with other characters who fell victim to uh, Thanos' snap in Avengers Affinity War. While it's safe to assume that he will be somehow revived, it remains to be seen how he brought, he's brought back in Avengers Endgame, which is set to hit theaters on April 26, 2019. And then Diesel is adding another crime drama to his resume by producing Conway. The series will center on St. Louis, Missouri detective Cal Conway, who wakes up from a coma with extraordinary cognitive abilities. The show is inspired by a condition that has affected approximately only 50 people who have suffered traumatic brain injuries and subsequently gained new talents. Conway will be written by Johnny Umansky and developed under Diesel One Race TV Company. The fate of the furious actor will serve as executive producer alongside Umansky. Then is also producing the Get Christy Love TV reboot about a central intelligence agency officer who is the head of an elite operation unit. And Amy Winehouse, ex-husband Blake Fielder Silver, has spoken out against plans for a concert tour featuring his late wife, Hologram. The tragic singer father, Mitch Winehouse, recently unveiled the project, revealing eerie images of his daughter, who died in 2011, will be beamed onto a stage in front of a live band. But Blake, who was married to Amy from 2007 to 2009, fears it's just a cash grab. Amy family has continued to defend the hologram tour, revealing their proceeds will benefit the Amy Winehouse Foundation, which aids young people suffering with substance abuse. Mitch Winehouse recently revealed he was sold on the idea of a hologram show after checking out the technology link to an ongoing Roy Oberson tribute concert tour. 
Wow. You know, uh, a lot of people always, there's been mixed emotions about a hologram being featured uh, over, being featured in concert to uh, going t- to celebrate late singers. You know, uh, there was talks about was, was, they were going to do one for Prince. There was talks about doing one for Michael Jackson. Uh, there was talks about doing one for Lisa uh, Lopez, Lef- Lisa Left Eye Lopez for TLC. Uh, t- uh, Tupac was also one. Matter of fact, they did one for Tupac, I think, but I think it was in a music video. But, you know, some people don't feel kind of eerie about seeing their favorite artist showing up in a hologram. Uh, But apparently uh, the Winehouses, uh, especially Amy's dad, he's open about it, and he's hoping that uh, it can do more good because, again, the money that they get from the concert is going to go to a good cause. So we'll see what happens. Uh, right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Nicole Kidman. She had just made history uh, by being the first person to earn both leading and supported actor nomination at the 2019 Australia Academy uh, Cinema and Television Art Award. Uh, also, remember last week I was telling you about Justin Timberlake, how he, due to his doctor's advice, he had canceled the remaining of his tours for 2018? Well, guess what, fans? The wait is finally over. I guess he got the green light by his doctor. Uh, he is going to start uh, rebooting his tour beginning next uh, next month, actually, uh, at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. I'll tell you more about it. And veteran actress Carol Burnett, she's going to be honored with an inaugural Special Achievement Award at the Golden Globes next month. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio had to be forced his hand uh, because of a 1954 Best Actor Oscar uh, that was given to Marlon Brando. He was forced to had to give it back. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Shoot ya, shoot ya, time for let's go here. I've been in my bed. 
controlling. What's your doubt for the cameras? Them doing fish bowling. 100,000 on the passenger. Young Kendrick Lamar, respect me from afar. I was made in this image, you call me a god. Everybody in attendance, I'm about to perform. Everybody get offended by the I got on. Like, can you buy that? It's not 100 horse, can you drop that? A G5, can you fly that? I need 10 so I can look at the snakes and pose. I need 10, cause bomb bomb is nine is close. I need 10 so I can live with a peace of mind without taking the peace of mind and peace be still and not do fine. So fix it, ticket. You pull me over and might see what are your. Now we have uh, 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest new music from Anderson Pack featuring Kendrick Lamar, Intense. Okay, before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Miss Nicole Kidman. She's getting ready to make history by becoming the first person to earn both leading and supporting actor nomination at the 2019 Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts International Award. The Oscar winner will compete for the International Award for Best Lead Actress title for her work in crime thriller Destroyer, while her performance in gay conversation therapy drama Boy Erase had landed her a nod for Best Supporting Actress. Nicole will face off with Glenn Coase, 
uh, Lady Gaga, Olivia Coleman, and Tony Collette for the lead actress honor and go up against Amy Adams, Emily Blunt, Margot Robbie, and Claire Foy for the supporting prize. Our Star is Born lead all nominees with five mentions, including recognition for Best Direction and Lead Actor for Bradley Cooper, as well as Best Film, for which it will do battle with four-time nominee Vice, Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Black Klansman. The winners of the 2019 AACTA International Award will recognize film excellence worldwide, will be announced during a ceremony in Los Angeles on January 4th. The news of Nicole record-setting double nomination emerged almost a week after she triumphed at the Australian Academy National Prize giving the AACTA Award, which celebrates the best in movie and TV projects down under. And Netflix has added not just one, but two new series to its lineup. The streaming giant has handed out a straight-to-series order for a scripted series about the late Selena Quintanilla and picked up a true crime series about notorious serious killer uh, Ted Bundy. The streaming service is teaming up with Selena's family for Selena, the series, which is described as a coming-of-age story about the queen of Tejano music. Selena's sister, Suzette Quintanilla, said in a statement about the upcoming series that Selena will always have a lasting place in music history and will feel great responsibility to do justice to her memory. It's yet to be known if the series will feature hour-long or hour half-hour episodes. Netflix has now uh, not announced a premiere date, and episodes count for the series as well. As for the Ted Bundy docuseries titled Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy Tapes, it will consist of four episodes and feature previously unheard audios of interviews with Bundy while he was on death row in Florida. It will also highlight his killings and the attention he gained during his trial, including the adoration of a number of women and his in-court marriage to a witness on his side, Carol and Boone. Emmy winner Joe Berlinger, who had penned 10 Bundy movie, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, starring Zac Efron, will serve as director in addition to executive producer alongside Justin Wilkes, John Doran, and John Kamen. Sarah Enright is also on board as producer. Conversation with a Killer is scheduled to premiere on January 24th, exactly 30 years after Bundy was executed in Florida for the murder of Kimberly Leach in 1978. And a new TV show about late actress Aubrey Hepburn, co-written by her son, is in the works. The untitled series, based on a treatment written by Luca Dotti, an Italian journalist and writer, Luigi Spinola, who co-wrote the 2015 Audrey at Home, will center on the acting legend's formative years, and TV bosses are planning to start production in 2020, and this is according to Variety. It will be developed with the help of bosses at Italian company Wildside, who made waves on TV with Judd Law's series, The Young Pope. Hepburn, was, uh, she passed away in 1993 at the age of 63. And everybody rejoice, all you Justin Timberlake fans. 
the wait is finally over. After being forced to postpone his ongoing Man of the Woods tour due to health issues, the actor and singer announced on Tuesday, December 11, that his previously postponed dates have been rescheduled for 2019. Justin Reboot Tour will now begin on January 4th at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., with a rescheduled show beginning on January 28th at Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado. Due to the change of dates, the tour is now expected to wrap up with a two-day concert at Mohican Sun Arena in Connecticut on April 12th and 13th. Last week, the sexy back hick maker announced that he was forced to cancel the remainder of his 2018 dates due to bruised vocal cords. And taken to Instagram, he explained that the decision was made under doctor's advice. Justin embarked on Man of the World Woods tour in support of his latest album of the same name. Released on February 2nd, the record debuted atop Billboard's 200 with his track Filthy and Say Something reaching the top 10 of Billboard's Hot 100. The Chris Stapleton co- uh, collaboration additionally received a nomination for Best Pop Duo Group Performance at the 2019 Grammy Awards. And veteran actress Carol Burnett will be honored with an inaugural Special Achievement Award at the Golden Globes next month. The Carol Burnett Award will be presented annually to industry trailblazers, and the comedian will be the first to lift her namesake trophy on January 6th. Uh, She said that, um, well, most of her show, well, you know, Carol Burnett, uh, well, for more than 50 years, actually, She's been a comedy trailblazer. She has been breaking barriers while making us laugh at the same time. She was also the first woman to host a variety sketch show, uh, The Carol Burnett Show. She was also the first woman to win both the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor and the Kennedy Center Honors. In addition to her Mark Twain Prize for American Humor and Kennedy Center Honors, Burnett also has won five Golden Globe Awards. And Def Leppard are on course to enter the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after topping the fan-voted section of the ballot. The British Rockers received 548,000 votes, 120,000 more than the 428,000 their nearest rival, Stevie Nicks, received. American multi-instrumentalist Todd Rudgren was third with 365,000 votes. And although the impressive fan base stands them in good stead, stands for inclusion in the class of 2019, they are not guaranteed a spot as a panel of 1,000 experts, including Hall of Fame members. They decide the inductees in a final ballot. Five honorees will be announced on Thursday, December 13, which is tomorrow, and the top five artists in the fan vote do receive an extra nomination, and no artists who have topped the public poll have been excluded since its introduction in uh, 2012. The other two acts to get a boost from fans are Psychedelic Pioneers, The Zombies, and Goth Rockers, The Cure. Uh, other 2019 nominees include Janet Jackson, Radiohead, Roxy Music, and LL Cool J. Those announced at the class of 2019 will be formally inducted at a ceremony at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the Barclays Center right here in Brooklyn, New York in March. All right, now. <laughs> And you know the thing about these rock and roll hall uh, uh, nominees, they can be nominated as many times as the fans want to nominate them. You know, some of them been nominated ten, twelve, fifteen times. You know, so we'll see what happens. Um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio has been forced to hand Marlon Brando's 1954 Best Actor Oscar over to federal agents as part of a major fraud investigation. That's right. Uh, the actor, who also has a Best Actor Oscar of his own for his role in the 2015 film The Revenant, was given Brando's On the Waterfront gong as a gift by Malaysian financier Joe Ho Low. Uh, no, Joe Low, who brought uh, who bought the trophy for six hundred thousand dollars at an auction. Now, Leonardo was ordered to hand over all gifts he received from Lowe, who also financed the actors The Wolf of Wall Street movie, and now the Oscar statuette is in the hands of federal officials as in a painting by Pablo Picasso, which was another present from the businessman, and this is all according to page six. Wow, so uh, Leonardo had to give it back. Wow. Queen Anthem, Bohemian Rhapsody, has become the most streamed song released in the 20th century. And bosses at Universal Music Group announced on Monday that the operatic rock masterpiece, which was released in 1975, has been played by fans more than, get this, 1.6 billion times on the streaming services around the world. Uh, it has overt- uh, overtaken other iconic rock hits, including Nirvana's uh, grudge classic Smell Like Teen Spirit and Guns N' Roses' 1988 hit Sweet Child of Mine to take the crown. The song has had a huge boost in the streaming stat by the release of the Queen biopic of the same name, which had earned $600 million at the global box office. Now, uh, uh, Rami uh, Malik who plays the frontman, uh, Freddie Mercury, was nominated for a Golden Globe last week and could be in line for an Oscar nod come January. And taken from the group's album, A Night at the Opera, Bohemian Rhapsody was groundbreaking as it lasted a lengthy six minutes and featured a a statistically diverse section of opera, ballads, and rock. It also often topped polls of fan-favorite tracks. Now, although it was, it's impressive, the $1.6 billion figure put the song far behind many contemporary tracks like Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, which has been played more than 2 billion times on the Spotify service alone. And uh, Charlie Sheen is celebrating after achieving one year of sobriety. The former two-and-a-half men star has struggled for several years with drug and alcohol addiction, but on Monday, December 10th, he marked a milestone. Sober medallions are usually given out at uh, AA or uh, NA meetings, uh, but it's unclear what program Charlie has been using to stay sober. Uh, she was previously clean for 11 years but began using again after he was diagnosed with HIV in 2012. Earlier this year, Charlie's father, Martin Sheen, who has also battled alcohol addiction, opened up about how proud he was of his son but for trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take another music break and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the week so don't you go anywhere Thank you. 
I haven't agreed with Tyrese. I think, uh, you know, and, and even Diddy chimed in yesterday. He put something on social media where I haven't agreed with him as well, that uh, for you to make that claim, you have to put in a couple of years to claim that. You have to be doing hits after hits. You have to be consistent. And, you know, you know, that's why I say Chris Brown fits up there, Trey Song. And if you want to go old school, I would say uh, Luther Vandross, uh, who else, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Who else could also fit that bill? Again, Usher. Uh, there's so many. But, uh, I mean, I can see where he was coming from because of his the new generation. But to be honest with you, and I remember I had talks about this with several celebrities who's been on the show, like Brooke Valentine and uh, Symphony, who are in the R&B genre, how the whole R&B genre has kind of quietly been pulling away from us and that it's not popular anymore to sing R&B and that um, now it's more pop than anything else. It's more pop or it's more uh, most of the time uh, hip-hop is taking over R&B. So um, people think, believe that the genre was dead. But now it's coming back, and now people also have a, a problem with white artists singing R&B. We were just talking about Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, these artists, white artists that are singing this type of music. So, but for him to say, I mean, Jackie, I, I know you mean, well, you are a great singer, you are a good singer, uh, but I that's a little too soon. That's a little too soon. And also, too, you're not... Well known yet I mean if for, for The only people that know you Are the ones who follow you Or follow R&B But other than that Nobody really know who you are Just yet As a matter of fact He was on uh, the BET Wars You know when they do the, the, the spotlights On up and coming R&B artists And new artists He was one of them So he has not It's a little too early To make that claim I feel and I also agree with Diddy. You got to put some years, some consistency, to make that claim. Uh, for our last story of the day, um, the uh, Robert Townsend, uh, he he, you know, he's known for that movie, The Five Heartbeats. Well, get this, it's on its way to Broadway. The filmmaker told Deadline that he's in negotiation with a Broadway producer and writing the play with Keenan Ivory Wayans, his original partner on the movie script. Now, the story centered on the challenges endured by five male singers in a musical group during the rise of Motown. Townsend recently premiered in his documentary, Making the Heartbeats in L.A. to a star-studded audience. The doc will play as a limited theater location in December. The original 1991 musical drama film was passed on at every studio before it landed at management company Moore, Britzner, and Steinberg. They loved the script and got it going with their friend, Joe Roth, who was then chairman at 20th Century Fox. The script was greenlit with a $8.7 million budget by Roth, and the Tetations and the Dells, who inspired the story, was hired as technical advisors on the film. Now, fun fact. Townsend wanted Denzel Washington for the role of Eddie, but actor Michael Wright was hired instead. 
Now, the film received mixed reviews and grossed $8.75 million at the box office. It wasn't until it came out on home video that The Five Heartbeats became a classic and now airs during the holidays on networks such as BET and Bounce. Wow. And, uh, you know, this talks about uh, Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> you know, I like Steph Curry. You know, everybody likes Steph Curry. You know him as the basketball um, great for the Golden State Warriors. Well, apparently he doesn't believe man went to the to the moon, okay? He is, it got this theory that he doesn't believe that we landed on the moon, okay? Well, NASA heard about it, and they're offering to give the NBA superstar a tour when his lunar labs uh, – after the Golden State Warriors said that the moon landing never occurred. Now, Curry made the comment on an episode of the podcast, Winging It, which he posted, uh, which was posted on Monday. And according to Bleacher Report, he brought up the subject with fellow NBA player Vance Carter uh, and Kent Bazemore. And, uh, you know, he said, have we ever been to the moon? Uh, I don't think we have. Um, now, legends has it that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were the first astronauts to walk on the moon on July 20, 1969. Okay? Co-host Annie Finberg tried to give Curry a chance to clarify his statement, but he said uh, he didn't. He, he said that, um, you know, he didn't want to clarify. And uh, Nassau, meanwhile, invited Curry to come and see evidence that the moon landing was not a hoax. Uh, in an email to Mashable, Butel uh, added that there's a lot of evidence that NASA landed 12 American astronauts on the moon from 1969 to 1972. Uh, no word on if Curry will accept the invitation, but he tweeted an amusing, amusing response to the invitation. He put the um, emoji with the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the first time that an NBA player went wild with a conspiracy theory. Last year, Boston Celtic, uh, Kyrie co-signed with the Flat Earth Society, but later doubled down in an interview with the New York Times. Now, Irving Lady apologized for claiming the Earth is flat because science teachers said kids were starting to believe him. Meanwhile, NASA's chief Jim Bredenstein clapped back at Curry, saying, "We went to moon six. We went to the moon six times." Yeah, I mean. <sighs> And you know what? There's all these space museums. They, they even got uh, uh, rocks, debris from the moon. There's a fingerprint, a molding of the the first uh, footstep on the moon. I don't know what's going on. Everybody wants to be a conspiracy theorist, and you know, I and and it's more and more. I it's either if it's not athletes, it's entertainer. Remember. Um, was the uh, singer? Uh, he also thought the Earth was flat. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, and, but he still think the Earth is flat. And like, like, like he, like they said, you know, a lot of these kids look up to these celebrities and athletes, and they going to tell the, they, they hear them saying this, and they're going back to school, and they're going to tell the teacher, oh no, but Steph Curry said that no, they did not land on the moon. Um, my other, the other basketball player said that the, you know, the world is flat. The Earth is flat, which I find it hard to believe. How are you gonna say the Earth is flat? Many, if there have been so many pictures of the Earth in space, 
the and and all those photos of the Earth out there in space, it looks flat to you. <laughs> I don't know. Go figure. Uh, right now we got a uh, one minute left. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in this week. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening on the phone lines, on the computers, in the chat room. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, again, we got 13 days before the holiday. You know, every year I do a year-end show. I usually do it the last week in December, but I'm thinking about doing it next month in the new year. But I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on social media. Well, that will do it for me this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.